you're stressed out and you're a mom, but give yourself grace and tell yourself that you're doing the best you can. On this episode, I'm going to have a very, very special guest who is a huge deal, not only in my life, but in the lives of thousands of people. She has saved so many lives, including her own and mine. She's going to be giving her stress-free tips for you single moms and for moms in general to create a peaceful atmosphere and to create peace within your life. You're going to want to stay tuned. But before I continue, here's the intro. It's Avi, bitch. Welcome to the Avi Unfiltered Podcast with your fabulous, blunt, I'll never give a fuck host, Avishai L, national best-selling author of The Power of Why book, holistic health coach, certified raw food educator, and spiritual healer, teaching women, professional and entrepreneurial, how to get rid of stress through nutrition and lifestyle in 90 days, utilizing my six-step eat stress away method. Now, if you heard holistic health and you think you're going to hear about blueberries and eat those and shit well you'll hear about that too but let's face it sesquiterpenes and vetiver essential oil and cedarwood or the anti-helicobacter and sulforaphane compounds and broccoli are not the only things that are going to help you deal with your shitty ass boss at work your stressful life and or underlying traumas so we are going to tackle it all you will be immersed in the mental physical emotional and spiritual aspects of life discover how to deal with personal interdependent and interpersonal relationships of all kinds let's make crazy look sane every fucking tuesday yay and throw them smoothies and green juices back one time Make sure you are subscribed to the fabulous, wonderful Avi Unfiltered podcast, the top rated podcast. It's global. I thank you so, so much. It's global, international, whatever you want to call it. I thank you so, so much for people who have subscribed, listened to it and reviewed the podcast. Make sure you leave us a five star review, especially if you're listening in. A lot of you come to me and tell me how the episodes have been helping you and or you've been listening to them. Leave a review. I want to hear from you. And without further ado, I'm going to be bringing on my very, very special guest. So stay tuned. I am here with a very, very special guest. You have heard her on the Avi Unfiltered podcast a couple of times, sharing her weight loss journey, also sharing her experience with um, being in the house and helping people get out of the house. Today, she'll be sharing her experience um, being a single mom. She has been on WTNH. She has been on Dr. Furman's interviews for Eat to Live Cookbook up on YouTube. She has also been in First for Women magazine, sharing her story of how she lost over 200 pounds, as well as on various interviews with various people sharing her health and wellness journey. My special guest today is my wonderful, fabulous mom, Sahar L. Sahar, welcome to the Avian Filter podcast once again. <laughs> Thank you, Avi. It's a pleasure to be back on your wonderful podcast. I appreciate it. Peace and love to everyone. Peace and love to you too. So I wanted to have you on because I, I teach, you know, as you know, professional women, how to get rid of their stress. And I saw that you were a single mom. I mean, you raised me 
as a single mom. So I just wanted to, for you to share your experience being a single mom. Like, what was that like? First question, did you, did you ever think that you would be a single mom? Absolutely not. That was never the plan. Um, I never planned on becoming a single, a single mom. However, due to circumstances, things in life that happened, uh, divorce, and that's what I, that's when I became a um, a single single mom. Even though you had your your father was in your life until he uh, transitioned, but primary the most of the responsibilities were on me because you stayed with me. So of course I bared the majority of the responsibility and. Most of the responsibility fell on me, not fell, but in, for lack of a better word, on me in raising you and showing you and, well, showing you how to, you know, become responsible, a responsible child. And as you became a beautiful, responsible adult. Okay. So when did you get a divorce? Oh gosh. Um, I'm trying to remember. <laughs> I don't even remember. It was back in, let me see. I think it had to be maybe 95, 1995, if I'm not mistaken. Was it, it finalized? Somewhere around that time. So was it finalized in 95? Because I thought it was when I was one. And I was one around 1990. No, we separated when you were one. It might have been fine. And it took, I don't know what took so long uh, dealing with so-called lawyers. It might have been finalized in 93. If I'm, I don't, I'm not good with dates and stuff like that. So it might have been finalized in 93. But that's how long the process took. Wow. That was a long time. So... What were you experiencing? Like, were stress levels high during this time? What did you, how did you deal with your stress levels? Oh, they were extremely high. I, I believe I was in the process of developing an ulcer because, um, you, like I said, a lot of the, all of the responsibility fell on me. And at the time when you're, um, when I was married, your father, he would do the driving and or traveling, whatever. He would do the transporting to and fro and all of this stuff. And I had to learn how to, I had to take driving lessons. <clears throat> I had to pass the drive. All this, this was so, it was, to me, it was, it was, it was extremely, extremely stressful and I'm I'm having to I'm taking my time in explaining this because I haven't thought about this for a while so it's it's coming back to my remembrance but I had to learn how to um, drive and of course once you get your whatever so-called license that doesn't necessarily mean that you are the best driver I was not a confident driver so what I would do is 
I would get up real early because I worked. Um, I had a job at Windsor. I would get up real early to get on the road before any of the other cars. <laughs> and this, I'm telling you, this is how stressful it was because I did not feel confident driving. So I would get there early and then I would, um, you know, I would parking. I was not good at parking. So <laughs> there was a couple of times I would pull in and I might ding a, a little car. It wasn't, you know, anything major, but <laughs> it's like, oh my gosh. So that was stressful. So it took time for me to feel comfortable knowing that I, I had to transport you back and forth to babysitter or school or whatever. So I wanted to feel confident driving. So that took some time. So that was extremely stressful. Um, so the stress level was extremely, extremely high. And then I had to bring you everywhere with me. And there was times when I would pick you up and you would be, and I would have to go to the grocery store and you would be asleep. So I would have to wake you up to bring you into the store. I mean, cause I'm not going to leave you in a car, even though you was asleep. And then if I had to do laundry, I had to carry you downstairs with me. So all of these things, um, things that I was used to doing, well, you know, laundry, grocery shopping, I would do while somebody else would watch you. Now I had to have you with me all the time. Of course, it was times when the family would help, but the majority of the time I had to you know, I had to do all these things by myself. So that was, it was, it was, it was stressful. Uh, like I said, and not feeling confident with um, just becoming a new driver. That was, that was really, really, you know, people, I don't know if anybody else experienced that, but for me, that was very stressful. Right. right. So yeah, the stress level was, the stress level was high and I, I started to feel, um, like a, my stomach was starting to burn. I, I, as I stated, I was beginning to develop an ulcer from it because it was extremely extreme. And I didn't know what else to do. I didn't know how to handle it any other way, but to just keep doing what I had that I, what I saw necessary to do. So. Right. So two, two questions for you. So the first question is, would you really say that my father was present during this time because I know you said he was present but then until he transitioned but would you say he was truly present for the most part no he yeah. was not he was not present not as much as he should have been and could have been he had every opportunity mm -hmm. to be present I never um I never interfered in the relationship because I knew you loved your father. Right. So I would never come in between that, even though our relationship uh, was not the best, but I would never let you see that side. Right. And so he had every opportunity to be there and I did not prevent him from seeing you or anything like that. And he had days when he, was scheduled to visit you and have you and all the, you know, pick you up or what I'm not having, but pick you up. And, and, um, there, it was flex. He, there was, I, 
allow flexibility, but he was not there as much as he should have been, as in, in my estimation. Right. And, and I'm certainly not bashing him, but I only could remember, and you could correct me if I'm wrong, I only can remember six times that I actually, he actually came and got me out of the eight years that he was in my life on this earth. And, but during those times, there was never any tension. Like I used to think you guys were friends, you know, because there was never any tension that I would feel. But honestly, I only remember at the most, at the most, I would say being around him, maybe 10 times I could remember, but I do not remember being around my dad that much at all. And I do remember, you know, being obviously being around you all the time and seeing you work hard. You know, I remember eight years old, I was leaving Necky and I think my father had just passed and I was like, I have to help my mom now because I would always look at you like you did so much work, you know? So you could correct me if I'm wrong, but as a child, that's all I remember. Those are the only times I remember him being there. Yeah. Yeah. I think it was more than, it might've been more than that many times, but like I said, it wasn't, it wasn't consistent. Yeah. And uh, that was stressful as well, dealing with that. And like I said, trying to keep the peace between all of us, because you don't want to create an unhealthy environment. Right. more times but it could have been it could have been a lot a lot more and it could have been more quality Mm -hmm. it could have been yeah it really could have been yeah and I think I think as a parent you know naturally a parent would want to be around their child in any way possible no matter what and like I said I always thought you two were friends I never felt honestly this is not to make you look good This is not to make him look bad. This is not to make him look bad and you look bad. This is not to make anybody look bad or good. It's just the truth. Like I literally thought you two were friends because there was never any tension when he would would come over and get me. But I think his personality was very aloof and not empathetic. And also sometimes he had narcissistic tendencies because you would put the truth in his face and it's just like, you're not really getting it. You're not seeing what you're doing. Like, honestly, if he was here today, my father was the type of person because I've witnessed it myself. If I were to tell him, dad, you were a bad father. He would say, no, I wasn't. I was there the whole time. That's the kind of person that he was. So I think when it came to you, um, you know, having to do all of that, like I said, a true parent would want to be around their, their child in any way possible. So I think if he was more of an empathetic person, he could have said, you know what, you're washing the clothes. Let me come and grab her. Or you need to do that. Like, like an empathetic person would do that. Wouldn't you agree? Yeah, I would agree. Yeah, I would. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And, and that is, that's, that's how he was. He just, he just didn't face reality the way we saw it. And either for whatever reason, he, he was aloof and he avoided, he avoided what he, I guess what he perceived as difficult topics or situations. Yeah. He, he created his own narrative in his own mind. So from that standpoint, I would, I would just say, okay, I see this isn't going to go anywhere. You're not going to accomplish anything. So it doesn't make sense to keep bringing it up and trying to get this person to admit whatever. Um, it was just, it wasn't worth it. And that had to, that was stressful too. So 
that's one tip, everyone, <laughs> you know, when, when you're in a situation where <laughs> you're dealing with someone who's not going to see your side, don't make them see your side. Just make sure they're doing what they need to do for the children. If they're not doing what they need to do for the children, don't add tension to it. You know, they have to unfortunately go off on their own journey. You just continue like my mom did continue being a, the best parent you could possibly be, you know? Um, so my second question right, to you, yeah. uh, my second question, go ahead. What were you going to say? My next question to you was, um, why didn't you get your driver's license earlier? Why did you get it later? <laughs> Good question. Because I, <laughs> I, I just was never that type of person. I just, as stated before in the previous episode, I, I was in the house for a long time and I always, we always use public transportation and then, and then that's what I relied on. So I didn't see the need. People would say, oh, when, when are you going to get your license? And I don't know if it was an, a fear mm -hmm. that I had, but I, I would put it off and I just said, I don't really need it. I have someone who, who can drive and take me where I need to go. And if I, if they're not available, then I'll just take the bus or that. And that's how I live my life until I had no other choice. So that's why I just, I was content uh, until I was forced, so to speak, to, to get it. Right. So that's why I never got it. And I do, <laughs> I think. Because I didn't get it earlier. Yeah. I, I thank you for saying that because I feel like we do need to normalize that people have things going on and people um, have certain fears or phobias or things that make them, you know, uncomfortable. And it's not, I think we live in a society where it's like, well, you have to do this by a certain time. You have to get this by a certain time. And this is what you should be doing. And we don't have, there's no room for people to really understand um, mental health things and for people to be more empathetic you know, not everybody functions the same. And like you said, you're used to public transportation. And sometimes, sometimes too, when you're used to certain things, you kind of get complacent and then a fear develops because it's really not that you're fearful of the thing. It's just, it's taking you out of your comfort zone. And you're just like, well, I never did this before. Well, I'm used to this and now I have to do this. So, so that could be it too, you know? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. I was very, like, as I stated, I was very content and just living my life the way I was living it until things, situations happen that I never expected to happen. And now here I am. I'm, I'm, as I stated, I was forced to do and to really rearrange and readjust to the situation at hand because my first and primary responsibility was taking care of my child. Right. That was the only thing and that was the, the main thing that I focused on. So it, whatever I had to do to make it more convenient for my child to transport you back and forth and to make sure you have what you needed, I had to do what was required whether it, and it did, it, it really took me out of my comfort zone. Right. And I commend you for that. And I think, I think more people need to be empathetic to 
not only single moms, but moms in general, because your life is really, even though you make the choice to, well, some people, you make the choice to have children. Some children are beautiful surprises to some people and a shocker. Sometimes you're like, oh, I'm pregnant. I didn't mean to be, but you know, I'm not going to, I'm going to take care of it. You care of her or him. Sorry. Um, so it kind of, your body has to get used to that. You know, it's like, oh my God, my life is not my own. But you, so it has to adjust and it's, I don't know, me being empathetic, I kind of understand deeper. It's like, oh my God, your body has to adjust to, there's another person there. That person is not you, it's another person. It's like, how was, what was that feeling like? That transition from, oh, this life is not mine. Now it's mine and this little person's, you know, like, how was that? Like, how was the adjustment? (laughs) Well, it was an adjustment because I never, I never planned on have, having children, and I planned on living my life as a single, and as a single person. It's like my, I, my time. I have my own time. I can do what I want. Come home from work. I can take a nap. I can, re, I can relax. I can read a book. I can do whatever. But when I did, when I found out that I was having um, a child, I immediately said okay now I have to rethink some things because my life is going to change and I knew that the focus wasn't as previously the focus wasn't me anymore it was now I'm responsible for someone else and I welcomed you know I welcomed it I didn't resent it I um I enjoyed it I enjoyed being a, I enjoyed being a mother. I enjoyed seeing you grow, watching you grow and just teaching you the things that I thought would benefit you and your growth as a mature woman and mother to be soon, hopefully. Hopefully (laughs) Um, people wonder where my baby is. (laughs) <laughs> 31 with no baby everybody it's okay <laughs> go ahead so I knew that I had to uh, I had to make changes in my life but it was to me it was it was for the better it was for the better because now it's, I, like I said I'm responsible for this person who's looking to me to you needed me as much as I needed you. So you depended on me to, for um, nourishment, guidance or whatever. And I depended on you because I needed you in my life when I was going through a difficult time. You brought me, you brought me joy. You brought me happiness. You made me laugh. You made me smile. You made me want to wake up every morning when they, when there was dark days and I knew I couldn't lie in a bed and just not do anything. So that kept me going. So it was you who really kept me going when that time was stressful. And it was you, you was the incentive for everything that I did. So it was because of you, who knows? I don't know what my life would have been like had you not been in it, been put there for a reason. So it was you, it was, you were the reason why I got up, regardless if I didn't feel well, I knew I had to get up and, um, 
regardless of if whatever whatever the day would have was bringing i knew i couldn't i couldn't be down because i have to you know i have to take care of my child and that was first and foremost in my life i'm a little choked up over here <laughs> one day i'll get through an episode where i don't get choked up that when my mom is on my podcast <laughs> Um, and vice versa <laughs> one day. Um, I appreciate you saying that. Um, and I feel this, I felt the same way about you. You know, I always said my mom was my, was my angel. Um, and like I said, I'm very transparent. I'm not going to sit on this podcast and say me and my mom had such an angelic relationship because we have clashed several times. Um, you know, we've both been in the wrong. We've both been yes, in the right. Have. Yeah, <laughs> we've both been in the wrong and we've both been in the right. Sometimes it's, you know, been a very um, conflictual uh, thing because, you know, one of us gets older, the other one, you know, is still the mom and, you know, you just clash. And I think people clash with their parents, but I'm not speaking for them. I'm just speaking for myself. You know, we'd had, we've had to apologize to each other um, at times, but I think we're in a good place where we just move on past that. I don't think you have to live with that feeling of, oh, I shouldn't have said this, or I shouldn't have done this for the rest of your life. But what we both know is that we do love each other and that's most important, you know? Yeah. Yep. I agree. I agree. Yeah, we did. We, we had our issues. Uh, we, didn't agree we didn't see eye to eye on a lot of things and things that I thought were correct and 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 um teaching you and based off what I was told and how I was brought up then I brought you up in that same manner but in retrospect had I had to do it all over again everything's a lesson as far as I'm concerned had I if I had to do it all over again I would certainly do certain things differently and one would be not to to hit because I don't think it it resolves anything I don't think it really helps anything I think it's it's really teaching it, it the intent wasn't evil or or it wasn't coming from an evil place but the result the outcome of what it does to another person, another, um, to a child, it, it's, you know, it, it, it just wasn't positive. So if I had to do it again, all over again, I, I would do some, I would do certain things differently. Right. But see, you're aware of it. And like I said, if you're raised that way, then you do that. So now, because, you know, I was hit and I don't, I didn't like it. You know, for me, hitting is always a trigger of abuse for me because of what happened to me when I was little. So, but obviously you're not going to be aware of that because you're Correct. like, I'm just trying to love you and discipline you, you know? So that's where the clash came in where I kind of, and I've dealt with my issues. I kind of felt kind of like, you know, it was me against the world when that happened. And like, I, I couldn't escape because I lived with you, you know? So I'm just like, well, I can't escape, we you know where, it was almost like a, where am I going to go kind of thing. And so, but I think, um, 
I, I, because of that, I'm not going to raise my children like that, you know? Um, so it, it, it helped in a way. Um, sometimes I, I would say I did need it at certain times, especially when I was 14 and I snuck out the house, <laughs> but you know, <laughs> I would not have considered that abuse because I did lie, but you know, to, I know you love, I do know you love me. It took me some, sometimes I, I had to question it because of that, because like I said, I didn't agree with hitting and all of that. Um, but I know for a fact you did. And I know it was stressful to, you know, to be a single mom and you're working full time and you're raising a daughter. It's stressful. So what was that like? Like when I went to elementary school, when I went to middle school, when I went to high school, like what were you thinking during this time? How, what was the most stressful part about that? Well, just making sure that you was well-rounded and what you were learning in school at the time, whatever the education that they were <laughs> providing, mm -hmm. just wanted to make sure that you, um, well, I know when we were growing up, one of the stigmas was if you ever stay, if you stayed back, if you stayed back on, and during our time and period, you were made fun of. Mm -hmm. It was almost, oh, they stayed back. They must be stupid and all this kind of stuff. So, you know, so I, I want, I, that was one thing I said, she's going to progress the way she should be, if, if not even be more advanced. So that was the, that was the mindset and when you were in elementary school and middle school and high school that you never stayed back so that that stigma or you wouldn't be ridiculed or you wouldn't be left behind while your classmates were moving on. So that, that um, to me that, I, I wouldn't say it was stressful, but it was at the forefront. I wanted to make sure that you was doing the things that you, well, according to their curriculum that you were doing. Um, and just and uh, just to backtrack a little, little bit, mm -hmm. I wanted to say, you know, whenever I got um, a spanking or whatever, my, I, I can recall the amount of times that I got a spanking, which was not many, but in each instance, <laughs> as you stated, it, it was, it was, it was something because I did something that I, I, knew I was going to get it. I just got caught doing it. So, <laughs> um, but like I said, I didn't get too, too many. So, you know, I had a, I had a, a strong loving mother, but yeah, with the, um, the school and, you know, making sure that your homework was done and that the teacher wasn't calling, um, because you was acting up in school or something along those lines. I wanted to make sure that you was being respectful and those types of things. So I, I didn't have too many problems about you. No, but you also didn't know a lot <laughs> during that time. Yeah, that's true. I, purpose <laughs> <laughs> I purposely did that because I saw how hard you worked. And I said, if I'm going to live a life where I'm going certain places or I'm skipping school to go, I don't know, smoke or drink or anything like that, I was not going to let you in on that. Because like I said, I was an empathetic child, you know, and now I know why, because I know astrology now. So I know certain signs, you know, cause mm -hmm. me to be like that, you know where I can sense certain things. And so 
I said, I'm not going to let my mom know this because that's not, that's going to be stressful on her, whatever I'm doing and whatever consequences, like whatever I was dealing with, I said, I was going to keep that to myself, you know, and I did, um, Mm -hmm. until it came out when we went to church, (laughs) but (laughs) yeah, I was shocked. Yeah, she was shocked, and I was like, Ugh. "Well, I kind—I was—I was shocked, but I would always question you because one time you came home and your gloves—it smelled like smoke. I was like, "Why did your glove? Why did your glove smell like sm- cigarette smoke? Why does it smell like smoke?" And you—you you came up with some story. I'm like, oh, "I don't know about that," but mm-hmm. yeah, you did come up with um, <laughs> you came up with some story, and I think I caught you once when I, I had dropped you off, and then I had turned around. And yep. I saw you going across the street. I was like, why aren't you going to school? Oh, your school is not over there. And then I said, get over there into that school, you know, so that was the other time. But for the most part, yeah, I did not know certain things. And then the, but to, the go ahead. Oh, go ahead. No, go ahead. I was going to say with the, uh, you going to school, don't forget that you were a very sick child. You had, there was always something wrong. So outside of you going to school, you, you were sick from, oh my gosh, from the time you was a baby, um, kindergarten, you had pink eyes so many times. Then you had other sicknesses. You had just, you had stuff that they couldn't figure out. So we're going back and forth to the hospital and to the doctors and running this test and that test and it was just that it then that was stressful as well yeah I can't imagine and that's why I'm, I said I was like I never saw you I don't want to say sway but I never saw you get out of your peaceful state and you are a Libra son you know so now again that's where the astrology helps I'm like oh mm-hmm. that's why she was always balanced I saw you I always saw you as strong and balance because now that I'm older, I look back, I'm like, how did you go to work full-time? You were worked at a good job, a good paying job for being a single woman. Um, and I just don't know how you did it. I still, even though you're talking about how you did it, I still don't know how you did it because taking me to the doctors, doing practically everything and then raising a child. And thankfully I came out fine because that's a lot of pressure on one person you know you taught me how to cook clean when I was 10 um so I knew these things you you taught me okay when you go in the house you know listen I'm at work this is when I didn't go to Necky because you're in middle school so you're like go in the house and lock the door don't let anybody and so you taught me these things and it's almost like what is, what is that kind of teaching? It's like, I remember when I used to teach general music, it's like teaching without the teaching. Like it's, it's like you taught me and somehow I got it because I started working at 15. Yeah. You know, it was, I don't know how you did it right. is what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Well, like, I think part of it is Part of it, like you said, has to do with astrology. I think my astrology, I I was organized. Mm -hmm. So I knew how to manage. I would, I would manage my day. I said, okay, I know I have to get up at this time. Our clothes were ironed at night. Um, 
you would whatever if I had to do your hair, your hair was done at night, it was tied up. Um, you got your bath or whatever in the morning. We, it, I was, I had a schedule, so that's what helped me to to stay. You know, the house was clean. Certain things was done. Whenever you would go to sleep, what I would do what I had to do. You know, I would clean up, do whatever, iron, wash. I mean, not wash, but because, well, when you was older, yeah. Um, so I, I just had a schedule, so I, I managed my time accordingly because that helped me um, to help you. So I wasn't scrambling all over the place. Oh, I gotta do this, I gotta do that because that stress was too. So I think my time management and by me being, I don't know, I must be some, I must be Virgo dominant because I'm like I'm yeah. structured. Things have to be a certain way. They have to be neat, not have to be because I'm not gonna lose my mind if it's not but um, I feel better <laughs> yeah you do <laughs> well I got I've gotten a lot better trust me I've gotten a lot better uh, <laughs> uh, okay <laughs> but, <laughs> things have to be in or because I feel you feel your your my, my mind is clear I when when the when the space is clear when things are clean when things are organized I feel mentally I feel mental clarity so I feel more relaxed because now I can sit and not say oh there's a bunch of dishes in the sink that's stressful to me oh I gotta go do this I gotta do that I gotta do this as opposed to it's already done now I can sit and relax now we can read we can have you know, me and you, we always had, and now when we would schedule, I would schedule it. We would have time where we would sit and read a book every night. So after you ate, cleaned up, you got your bath. Now we pull out a book. It's time to read. So that was, I think the structure helped and it helped to alleviate a lot of the stress. So I think that that was beneficial okay so the first tip and i hope all of you are writing this down is to develop a schedule that works for you how did you did you develop the schedule that worked for your peace of mind or did you just develop develop any sort of schedule i developed a schedule that worked for my peace of mind if i knew i had to wash her hair it's a, okay it's saturday i have to get up this time i have to wash her hair i have to do her hair and it's going to take this amount of time. So we're going to do that because we still want to have time on this day to go and visit either your cousins or your grandmother. So I had to factor all those things in. And, you know, if I had to do laundry or whatever, I, I wanted all that out of the way because we didn't want to be in the house all day just doing stuff. So that, like I said, that structure, it really helped. And it was, it was. I would think it all through um, the night, either that week or the day before. It's like, okay, I got to do this. Okay, this, 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 this. So I knew I didn't write anything down. It was just mentally in my in my head. I had like a mental Rolodex in my head of things that I had to do. I had to go to the grocery store. Okay, I have to go to the grocery store. We need this. We're running out of this. She needs this. She's going to be home. She's going to want to eat, you know, so she needs lunch. She's got to go. She's going on a trip. All these types of things 
you know, I always prepared ahead of time. So that helped me to help you. That's absolutely amazing. Like I'm seriously not even being biased because you're my mom, but I just think you're amazing at that because you could have crumbled so many times. Like this is someone, and people know this is someone who has just gone through a lot. Everything I've gone through, she's been there. And you guys have heard all my stories and are like, well, Jesus, you know, she's, she's been there, you know, even fighting for that case that took three years and that was stressful. It's just like, you kept it all. I never saw an honest, I never saw my mom crumble at all. And I'm not saying you can't crumble, but I've never seen it, you know? And that's what made me feel peaceful and feel stronger. But for the parents, mom, for the parents who do crumble and for the parents who are very overwhelmed and very um, depressed and sometimes you can't create a sketch. What would you say to someone who is overwhelmed and depressed and have trouble creating schedules because they can't even get their thoughts together? Um, I, I did crumble, but you never saw it. Right. Oh, okay. I, <laughs> when you would go to sleep, <laughs> oh. it's not that I there was times when I felt like I was just going to lose it. However, I never let you see that. But when you would go to sleep, I would bust out crying because I just felt, I did feel overwhelmed. So, but I knew the next day, okay, I got to pull it back together. Um, but for parents who feel, I would just say, you just have to take it one day at a time. Just take it one day at a time. If it's just a, a, a certain task that you want to accomplish, do that one thing. Just say, okay, today, this is what I'm going to do at whatever. I'm going to get up at this time. I'm going to take time for myself because you have to do that. You definitely, definitely need time for yourself. I'm going to take time for myself. I'm going to meditate and I'm going to calm myself. I'm going to do some breathing exercises. I'm going to read some um, some scriptures or some positive affirmations, and I'm going to do that for myself before I even, and I used to do that. I used to pray um, before I, I would get my day started, and that would help me. That would help settle me. I would meditate. I would read, and then I'm like, okay, because I would get up early enough to do that because, you, you know, I didn't want, you know, by the time you got up, especially when you're smaller, you know, you're you would require a lot of my time. So I had to do it while you were asleep. And that, that was the, uh, that was set the tone for the day. So I would allot some time for myself because you need that. You need that because you, it, 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 it's not easy and it is extremely stressful. And it's, in today's society, the way things are going now, you really need that. You need that quiet time. You need to, you need to, um, deal with your 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 spirituality you need to elevate spiritually you need to raise the vibration we really need that in this day and age so that that's what really helped me that's awesome now what would you say those are excellent tips you know spirituality is excellent and once you learn about you know the the breath like you said the breathing and how it aligns you that's most important um 
what else would you say to someone who doesn't really how what would you say to someone who doesn't really get time to themselves like say they have a lot of children like four children and one one is I'll just give a scenario one is like 10 months the other one is I don't know two I was gonna say one I was like that'd be too soon um two (laughs) the other one is four another one is like five Well, I, I would just say you definitely gonna have to have a schedule. Yeah. You're just gonna have to have a schedule. You are you and they gotta sleep. <laughs> so whenever they're asleep, you know, take that time for yourself. And when they're sleeping in the morning, like I stated, sometimes you may have to sacrifice your sleep a little bit. So you may have to get up a little bit earlier just to just so you can even if you wanna just sit in a tub. And just say, oh, wow, let me just relax. Let me take a bubble bath or let me take a nice shower and let me get myself together. And 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 you're just going to have to find a way to schedule some time for yourself. And there's a way to do it because they, like I said, unless they don't sleep. <laughs> right. They don't sleep. <laughs> if they don't sleep, check their diet. You're giving them too much sugar. <laughs> right. I'm just kidding. Exactly. Give them some- Give right. them some food with some tryptophan in it. Exactly. Some magnesium. Put it in their little bottle. The magnesium, exactly. <laughs> like you're gonna go to sleep. But <laughs> true, for true. Put some lab. Oh, that's where essential oils are helpful too. You put some uh, lavender yes. on the bottoms of their feet. Put some breathe in there. You know, I should do a class on that. Definitely. For moms experiencing yeah yeah yep those are excellent excellent tips you definitely have to have uh people on your children on little people on a schedule and just recognize that (laughs) you know they're here for a purpose whether they're young or old you know they're here for a purpose and you know you're you're where you're supposed to be and i think focusing on i'm not a mom you know but i'm just saying you know what i'm picking up intuitively is that you're you're here, this, this is your purpose, you know, is to be a mom. That's one of your purposes or purpose, whatever you, you want to say. <laughs> yeah. And I think, I think being present is most important and recognizing that you're not going to lose your shit. You're not going to lose it. You know, you're here, you're grounded, you know, ground yourself. Just take a moment, take a deep breath. Um, what would you say to people who just feel like screaming, but they can't because they have children? Some people I know scream in front of their children. <laughs> like, I know you take a moment, you're like, ah! and they're probably like, what the hell is wrong with my mom? <laughs> but what would you say to, because you never screamed in front of me. Like, what would you say to people who just feel like screaming? <laughs> Just scream, hey, go out in the back. If you got a backyard, go scream and let it out sometimes. You got to do that. <laughs> Just do it. <laughs> You're like, ooh, I needed that. I needed to release that. <laughs> right. And then journal, too. Be like, why did I scream? <laughs> like, where did that scream come from? You know, maybe your diet, too. The parents' diet, too. It's like, mm-hmm. listen, that's if, an excellent idea. Journaling. Yeah. Yeah. If your diet, if you're eating pop tarts and Skittles, you know, you're not going to feel grounded. 
you're just, it's going to be hard to find that because there's nothing that is, um, relaxing you. There's no nutrients and nothing in there. So you have to check your diet too, as to why maybe your, your GABA, your dopamine levels are off. Your serotonin is off. You need to, you know, change your diet. And like she, my mom said, which is most important is the scheduling, like diet scheduling. You'll see a, a, a result. I mean, you'll see results. Absolutely. Yeah. You need a, you need an outlet. If it's a, if it's a friend that you go out with from time to time, go shopping or can talk to or go walk in a park or whatever you need, you need an outlet. You really do. So that helps as well. And that is excellent. And if you don't have a friend, because I have clients, some of them don't have friends, you know, they don't trust people. That's a good idea. I was going to say that too, to talk to a friend, but for people who don't have friends, contact my mom. Cause she is a health coach and she under, especially if you're a mom, she understands that or understands, overstands, whatever people say, but she gets that she's a coach and she could, <laughs> she could work with you on that. So if you need someone to talk to, if you need an outlet, go to her, let her coach you and both of you come up with a schedule and your nutrition and help with your children. She's excellent at creating meal plans. She loves creating recipes. Her meals are always good. Um, she's the reason I know how to cook. So, and everybody likes my food It came from her. So work with her on that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So that yeah. would be my yeah, thank you. Thank recommendation. You. Yeah. Work with her. I'm going to put all of her, um, things in the description, not the description box. I always think this is YouTube because I'm on YouTube. I'm on every, everything. So <laughs> in the <laughs> show, huh? In the show notes. In the show notes <laughs> will be all of her info, her website, her Instagram, um, everything, everything. So you can start working with her so she can help you with that. She's, she's taking a few clients, you know, my mom still works from time to time, even though she doesn't have to, um, you know, but she takes clients from time to time. And I think having someone to speak to just to understand where you're coming from is truly important. You sh- don't feel like you have to be in this alone. Wouldn't you say? Absolutely. Absolutely. We all need, we all need each other. You know, yeah. we're all, there's a uh, saying in the um, Circle 7 Quran is, you know, every, wait, how does it go? Every cord is binded together. You know, we're all connected in some kind of way. So if, if, if you're hurting, you know, people, I should, I should be able to be, like you said, empathize and be concerned that you're hurting and not be like, oh, that's just, oh, that's your problem over you, you know. No, we all, we all need each other. We, we should be available to help, help one another. Cause that's yeah. what it's all about. That's what it's all about. Absolutely. Being there and helping, yeah. Be kind, be caring. Don't have the yes. mentality that, oh, they made their bed. They, they wanted to have children. Well, <laughs> they gonna. You know, if you have that mentality, that's the karma you're going to get. Yeah. That's very terrible. Make sure you're, like you said, be there for somebody, whether it's two minutes. Some people just need two mm-hmm. minutes of your time to just say, yeah. are you okay? Yeah. yeah. Right. 
Yeah, exactly. Instead of bashing them, oh, they, oh, they're the worst parents ever. Oh my God, their children are so out of control. No, maybe they need someone to just talk and say, you know what, you're doing an excellent job. You know, I do, but yeah. maybe you can work on your organization skills or something like that. You yeah. know, don't just stop bashing people. Exactly. So enough of that going around. There is running rampant. <laughs> oh, crazy. Yes, it, it is crazy. Yeah. Yep. And that's also what you taught me is never, you always taught me never to bash people, always go to the person. That's, I've been outspoken. My mom will tell you, I've been outspoken from a child because she didn't teach me to be disrespectful. But a lot of people, when, when a child is outspoken, they take it as being disrespectful. And she always taught me how to speak where I can share my feelings. And why did, I want to know, why did you teach me that? What, why was that so important to you? Because I think children have a voice. Mm -hmm. They have a voice. Um, and, and a lot of what they say is truth. <laughs> it is. And... <laughs> it's like, you're ugly, you're ugly, gosh, damn it. You know, <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> Um, and you shouldn't silence that. And I think that comes from, I remember we, 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 there was a trip. Um, we worked, I think we had like summer jobs when we were young. It was called Project Co-op. And one of the, um, we went to a trip to the Empire State Building. And we had this chaperone or whoever she was. She was a chaperone. And this one um, girl she kept asking a lot of questions and cause she was curious. She wanted to know. Mm -hmm. And the chaperone told her, she said, I don't want you asking any more questions and I want you to be quiet. I was like, Whoa, I just looked at it. to this day. I remember that. I said, Oh my gosh, how could you say that? She's not doing anything harmful. She mm -hmm. just had questions and she did not want her to ask any more questions. I was like, wow, that was me. So from that, I said, children should have a voice. They should not be shut up. People need to listen to them just because they're little people. <laughs> they Aww. still have a voice. And, it's, and what they have to say is important. Sometimes they say some of the most profound, some of the most kind, some of the most beautiful things I taught children for Sunday school. I had a bunch of different children that I taught. They were some of the most special. Those were some of the most special moments. And I cherished every moment with those children because each child was different. And I listened to each of them. They all had something to say. And you should never silence a child. Absolutely. Absolutely. My mom has always been a nurturing, understanding person. Um, and I'm just, I don't know, this whole episode is getting me choked up because I know there are children out there whose parents, you know, teach them that, you know, adults are superior to them. And no matter what any adult says, and I think that's very invasive of their space. That's very invasive of their privacy it's very invasive of their privacy. And I do think that no one should be shut up because it really affects you as an adult. You know, you feel like you can't 
you feel like you can't really voice your opinion and you can't say what you want. And, you know, to have someone like you who was very welcoming and inviting and um, Deborah was like that too. You know, she listened yeah. when you spoke. Um, mm -hmm. I, I, I just, I think that's truly important. And I think it's important to also have, you know, a nurturing mom as well you know if even if you are stressed make sure you're always being like I said I'm not a mom but I am a coach who coaches moms so I know this mm -hmm. um and I've taken parenting whatever mm -hmm. class psychology classes throughout my career of going to college and things so I was taught this is that you know even though you are stressed still be nurturing you know to your children because they don't deserve that you know they don't deserve to be stressed out with you. They, they came into this world. They're like, okay, I need some foundation, you know? And I appreciate that you gave me that foundation. <laughs> I said, they'll come up and they'll, they'll either give you a hug or say something or say something that will just melt your heart. You know, I remember one incident that we, me and you had, um, you and I, what's the proper grammar, whatever. Um, <laughs> <laughs> when, I was, I was drinking something and you came and you hit it and it spilled all over me. And I, my immediate reaction was, oh my, I'm angry, you know, and you just came and kissed me. And I was like, oh my God. I remember that. How it was you get upset about that? <laughs> it was sunny delight. Yep. It was sugary and all. <laughs> I remember that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I do. So, you know, can't get upset about that. Right. <laughs> yeah. They're gifts, yeah. you know, children don't grow up to be any kind of way you have to rear them. And that's why it's so important. Now we know astrology. So now when I have a baby, I'll look into his or her chart. I don't know what I'll have or what I'm having, or I don't know none of that. Um, they're like, yes, you do. <laughs> We've seen you on TikTok. You know, <laughs> no, I don't. You know. you know, remember her? Oh my God, that was at the graduation <laughs> at Jumbo Key. You know, <laughs> um, that was funny. Huh? She was standing up. You know, she kept saying it throughout the whole graduation. This is an insider, guys. <laughs> like, girl, sit down. Um. <laughs> oh gosh. But yeah, I'll know what is in their chart and how not to like for instance, some people grow up to be serial killers. Some people grow up to, you know, be these awful terrible people and it's like maybe if you would have seen their chart, maybe if you would have not have I don't know, spoiled them or given them everything that they wanted, maybe they would have been a certain way. So it's all about knowing before it happens to transmute that energy that they could be, because we all could be something, you know, we all could be something yeah, based, yeah. based on our thoughts and experiences, but we're transmuting it somewhere. That's why I say we're really powerful, but we're not seeing it because you, I mean, no one sits there and has cotton candy thoughts all the fucking day. So excuse me, mom. Well, she, she knows I curse, exactly. but I try to limit it with her. Um, <laughs> so yeah. You know, <laughs> so having yeah, we have a higher self, lower self, yeah, duality, you know, good and evil. I mean, it's 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 there it <laughs> in, is. A, in, in the same vessel, you know, you just have to, like you said, transmute.
transmute that and that low self behavior, kill off the the works of the flesh, let that die. The carnal, let all that die and let the spiritual higher vibration reign. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I th I think you have let your higher vibration reign more than your lower vibration. Although we've talked about the lower vibration. Oh, I'm working on it. <laughs> I'm yeah. working on it. She does. She has she has a temper too, and yeah. that's where I get my temper from. <laughs> oh yeah. Yep. Hey, my, not gonna deny it. Yeah, my mommy has a temper, and I have a temper, and it's all about transmutation and you knowing mm -hmm. that it exists but you're not going to let it rule you, which is why, you know, she was able to work hard and I do projects and it, it gets thrown somewhere, <laughs> you know, <laughs> but got to transmute that. So exactly. you don't throw somebody across <laughs> the room. Um, <laughs> yeah. So there's just been a couple of times. <laughs> couple times <laughs> well mom it's been a pleasure it's been such a pleasure having you on the avi unfiltered podcast any last words for the people for the people listening in before we get off the show for the people for the hey, people just as i stated mm -hmm. <laughs> every every just <laughs> every every day is just just look at every day just say something positive look trust yourself to to think positive and to to we can look at the glasses half empty or half full and how you choose to look at stuff that's what you're going to attract so if whatever you want to attract then that's what you put out in the atmosphere you want to put positive energy you want to put positive you want to put love out there. You want peace. Put it out there, and that's what you're gonna. That's what you're gonna receive in return. So, be good to people. Be kind. Um, try not to judge. Be so judgmental. Uh, try to be more empathetic. Uh, trust yourself to be more empathetic towards other people. And hey, live your life. Live your life. Awesome. Yeah. I love the very last live your life. Exactly. And that's, she let me live my life. Um, obviously with, with rules and yeah. everything, but she, for the most part, you, you let me live my life. Let me, um, discover my own lessons and allowed me to be independent and think for myself. So I appreciate you, mom. I love you as always. Um, and I, I love thank you too. And I appreciate you, um, inviting me on your podcast. Yes. And uh, I love you as well. You said that already. Peace and love to you. all your listeners. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> and, yeah, peace and love to all the listeners. Yes. Go work. Salam. Yeah. Shukran, salam, shubun, hubu, as hubun. Yes. So thank you so much again. Yeah. And you can find all of her information and work with her. It's in the show notes, okay? So have a wonderful day, everyone. Have an unfiltered day, and I will see you next week.